to always precede the miraculous. Come on, let me say it again. Praise always precedes the miraculous. Now, all I, have, all I know, Pastor, this is all he said to me. He said, May is our month of miracles. Now, I don't know if you've been teaching, just, just been teaching, though teaching is good. But I think that it is, if we're going to be apostolic, we have to be apostolic in doctrine and in demonstration. Y'all don't get nervous here. Don't, don't, don't get nervous. But we have to be apostolic in doctrine and in demonstration. And I believe the Holy Ghost is here today. And where two or three are gathered together, His Word says He's going to be right in the middle of them. And when Jesus is here, anything can happen. Come on, somebody, hear me in this place today. When Jesus is here, anything can happen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I give honor to your pastor and Sister Arthur. Thank you so much. We love you all, and we're always honored to be here with you in Oak Park. And uh, it's interesting, because today when I left Indianapolis, I put in Park View. And I thought, you know what, that doesn't sound right. And then it took me to a nursing home. No, it didn't either. I realized it about, as I was put, I said, Park View, that's not right. It's Oak Park. Amen. And, but it is always our honor uh, to be with you all, and I give honor to you. Bishop and uh, Sister Arthur, we love you all, dear, dear friends. My wife started walking down memory lane, and uh, I remember when we were all in Hong Kong together, in fact, shared pictures just uh, here a couple of months ago of all of us. Last time I was here, Bishop looked at me, and now you have to understand, we're a little family, uh, missionary, missionaries are, <laughs> he's already laughing because he knows what I'm fixing to say. Families are always stick together. Amen. Families are families, and you can say whatever you want to with families. And Bishop walked up to me and kind of, he touched my stomach, and he said, it looks like you need to lose a little weight. Well, I took his advice, and I've lost almost 20 pounds since December. Amen. He was right, and I, uh, I took his advice because uh, I wanted to live a little longer. Amen. I knew it was really time when my wife upped my insurance policy. No, <laughs> she did not do that. She did not do that. Amen. You're going to stay up there or you want me to help you down? You just know what I was going to do. I'm going to preach now. You're, you're the beautiful. I love my wife. I'm so glad that she's with me today. I love my wife. Let me help you. you got the, amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts chapter 2. Amen. Acts chapter 2, and I will read a very familiar portion of Scripture. There was a woman that one time, and I do not, I started not to use my introduction because of what I said about Bishop, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway, because the, the title, uh, this introduction kind of helps with my message. A woman at one time came to an old Puritan divine in London and told him after the bands which he wore and his pulpit gown were too long, and they annoyed her greatly. Confident of his acquiescence, she had come armed with a pair of scissors. And the minister mildly acquiesced and handed over the offending bands around his robe. Who The lady took them and immediately shortened them according to her taste. And uh, then handed the fragments and the, the band back to the minister. 
When he received them, he thanked her and he said, Now, my good woman, there's something about you that is altogether too long. And it has annoyed me greatly. And since one good turn deserves another, I would like to permission to shorten it. Certainly, said the woman, you have my permission to do so. Here are the shears. Whereupon the worthy divine said, Very well, madam, please put out your tongue. <laughs> Some of y'all get it about the middle of my message. Amen. Hallelujah. That was not a... Uh, listen, I'm in the house of the Lord, y'all. Uh, but it just works. Amen. The book of Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them... And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We love that portion of Scripture. We love love Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the birthday of the church. It's the day that the church was born. And they said, What must we do? And Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But we jump a lot of scriptures in there. Verse 26 says, Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. And uh, there is one translation that said, My heart is glad and my tongue danced. My heart is glad and my tongue danced. And I want to preach to you today on the subject, the power of the dancing tongue. The power of the dancing tongue. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands to Jesus as we worship Him? God, we thank you for this service today. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. God, we give you the honor. We ask you right now, let the power of the Holy Ghost move through this building. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, in Jesus' name. Amen. So that I can clear the air as you are being seated, please do not be offended at my introduction. Amen. Uh, if, if you are, let's meet at the altar when we get finished. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are y'all still all right here today? From time immortal, words have been used to communicate. Spoken words and unspoken words. I, uh, when we went to the Philippines several years ago, they wanted to start a deaf ministry and it was exciting to see the deaf ministry, but um, uh, to, to go forward. And, and uh, one crusade, we had 26 people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost who were hearing impaired. And that is amazing. But communication takes on different forms. And uh, from objects being thrown to uh, looks being given, they are, whether, word, whether good or bad, they're all communication. Amen. Words, looks, and even objects. Effective communication uses the, the, requires the use of the spoken word. And the spoken word requires the use of the tongue. I remember as we would go on a trip, even as a kid, uh, and uh, after my wife and I had children that were of uh, speaking age, when we would pull out of the driveway, it was almost as if they would say, are we there yet? Uh, you're five minutes down the road, you're going four hours away, are we there yet? Yeah, we just, uh, man, we just took, took a time lapse here. And, and uh, you see, the mouth is a busy place. 
uh, speaking, breathing, chewing, drinking. And while the teeth may be the all-star of the mouth, let's face it, uh, we, we know that the teeth are the all-star. When you smile, that pearly, uh, that white smile, uh, we realize that, uh, uh, that the, the, the teeth are the all-star, but don't forget about the tongue. Because the tongue can uh, cause the all-star to get knocked out. Hello? The tongue can cause the all-stars to get knocked out. My brother and I were closest of friends, and we're still close friends. And uh, growing up, my brother got me out of a lot of hot issues. Uh, it was my tongue that got him in trouble. And I'm sure y'all had, you, you have none of that problem within your family. But my tongue got my, my, my son, well, he got my kids in trouble too, but uh, it, it got my, uh, my brother in a whole lot of trouble. You see, in fact, the tongue is involved in quite a few maneuvers of, of the mouth, and the tongue uh, is, is really a uh, very vital thing. Speech is the, uh, is the product of air leaving the lungs via the mouth, and the tongue is responsible for the sounds depending on how the position it's positioned in the mouth. Now, I'm laying a very big foundation for a few moments. And uh, since the tongue is so flexible, it can switch positions quickly and make a rapid sound of succession. And it does so quickly that it can produce more than 90 words a minute. And uh, that's where our scripture comes into text. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. You see, it was the breath of God. It was the, uh, it was the breath of, of our Savior that began to breathe through them. The book of Acts, the same breath uh, that was in Acts is the same one that was in Genesis. You see, the tongue is a very formidable power that dwells within us. It has the power to change uh, the course of nations. It, it is capable of starting and stopping wars. It has made men and women both rich and famous. It has the means to commend or to corrupt. It, it has the ability to bless or to blame. And uh, it is the power of the dancing tongue. You see, God greatly desires to use uh, this for His power to bring glory to His name, to advance the kingdom of God here on earth. Your language was not given to you just to communicate, but it was to bring glory to God can I hear an amen in this house you see Satan also wants a piece of the action he tries to use it in the dark uh, uh, use it in the darkness and, and with the power of our words and he tries to entice us to use them for harm instead of hope you see it was Paul and Silas in the book of Acts chapter 16 verse 25 they were on their way to a prayer meeting and Paul and Silas never expected to be thrashed and imprisoned by the close of the day. Nevertheless, when the clock struck 12, it was not blue suede shoes they had on, but they found themselves in stocks and in bonds. Hallelujah. Against the backdrop of suffering, it was within the extenuating environment. It was time for a miracle to happen. I want somebody <coughs> to hear me in this place today that it's the power of the dancing tongue. Okay, are y'all still with me? I, like I said, I'm laying a foundation. I'm, 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 I'm just about to the good part. As their modulation of praise issued forth from a dismal depths of an inner prison, 
something began to transpire in the heavenly realm and praise released his power and prison doors were no match for him and suddenly there was an earthquake and the, uh, the, the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately the doors were opened everyone's bands were loosed praise always precedes the miraculous hallelujah could you wave your uh, nod your head at me and, and let me know you're still with me Every time God opened the doors in the book of Acts, it was in the middle of the night. If you feel like you're in the darkest hours, you're going to realize that you have set yourself up because uh, what needs to precede the, uh, the miraculous presentation was the loosing of the tongue. They could have sat there for a while and just kind of shook their head. And it was not the tapping of the toe. It was not the clapping of the hand. It was not the arguing that... that did not happen between them. But when they began to praise and pray to God, then all of a sudden something happened. I'm thankful for the music. You've got great music, wonderful singing. The, the praise team led us in wonderful worship. But that is not what is going to bring the miraculous. It is the loosing of your own tongue. Ladies and gentlemen, we can lead you, but we cannot make you. We can show you, but we cannot force you. And so if you want the miraculous in your own life, you must do something about it. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, this world has become crazy with trying to do things and they want everybody to do something with them. I have come to tell you today that God will meet you at your point of need. Come on, you don't have to walk out of here today with a need in your body again. You don't have to walk out the way you walked in this way. You may have limped out in here, but you can walk out of here. You may have limped into this building in pain, but you can walk out of here. It is what it's up to you if you're going to loose your tongue and let there be something happen. It's the power of the dancing tongue. Come on, somebody shout to God with a voice of triumph. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. Genesis 2, the phrase a man became a living soul is really better translated a speaking spirit. God created man in his own image with the capacity to speak and to communicate. The power of speech is the major distinguishing factor between the animal kingdom and humanity. He did not create us to walk as animals and live as animals, though many people do that. But ladies and gentlemen, he gave us the ability to have our tongue and to make a sound with our tongue that is going to bring him glory and lift him up on high. Man was made a speaking spirit and given authority and dominion. Hallelujah. I, I, if, if you're waiting for the good stuff, I'm there right now. Hallelujah. I, I, I began this first of this year. I asked the Lord. I, the Lord kind of, actually I didn't ask the Lord. The Lord did it anyway. I, I, I was getting ready for 2021. 2020 was a uh, year that I thank God is gone. Brother Tenney one time said, who was uh, Brother Tenney was district superintendent of, of Louisiana, and he was also foreign missions director of United Pentecostal Church. Brother Tenney one time said, I'm glad, he said, I, I stayed up to, uh, I didn't stay up to uh, make sure the new year came in. I stayed up to make sure the old year left. Uh, December 31st, 2020, I made sure the old year left. And then all of a sudden, the, the new year came in. I was with y'all December 27th. And uh, December 31st, guess what? The calendar did roll around. 
And then all of a sudden, January 6th happened, and uh, 2020 said, or 2021 said, here, hold my milk and watch what happens. <laughs> okay, anyway, okay, let me just move on. And, uh, and, and so uh, 2021 really is, uh, uh, 2020 prepared us for 2021. Uh, we, we laughed because, and I made fun of preachers and pastor friends of mine. Y'all don't, y'all don't do it, but I did. And I picked at them because I, everybody was saying, man, 2020 is the year of vision. 2020 is the year of vision. Yeah, it was vision. And we got our eye knocked out. We walked out of the year with this big old black eye. But let me tell you, it really was a year of vision. It revealed who we are. It revealed our shortcomings. But it also revealed our strength. Come on, somebody. I mean, I felt the Holy Ghost right there. Come on, it revealed our strength. It revealed that we are strong and we're the church and we'll keep moving on. Regardless of what pandemic or pandemic hits, we're still going to keep serving. Come on, somebody, hear me. We're still going to keep serving God. We're still going to keep worshiping God. The house of the Lord is still going to be up on open. Come on, he said the gates of hell shall not prevail. Ladies and gentlemen, they tried to burn it at a stake. They tried to feed it to lions. They tried to lock it down by government uh, edict. But I'm telling you, the church is still standing. Why? It's the power of the tongue. Because we began to pray. And when God's people pray, there is something that is going... Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. When God's people pray, God is going to move. And God is going to show up and show out. I have been across this nation, I, even during the, uh, the pandemic, even during everything that was going on, I have seen churches that are not only surviving, but they are thriving. The churches are, you know, they may not have four people in the, in the pew, but let me tell you something, God has helped the church survive. Why? Because it's His church. He built it. Come on, you and I didn't build it. This isn't our building. This is His building. Come on, somebody. And when we recognize that it is His church and God will take care of His people, come on, if we take care of the things of God, God's going to take care of Come on, I, I lost almost 20 pounds, not because I was hungry. Come on, not because my bills were not paid and my, my needs were not met. God always supplied my need according to His riches and glory. That's the Word of God. And so whenever I began to pray, all of a sudden something begins to happen to my tongue. And I began to speak in another language that the enemy says, I don't understand what they're talking. That's why the Bible says the Spirit maketh intercession. Come on, I'm talking about the power of the dancing tongue. tongue. There was a man by the name of Zechariah in the book of Luke chapter 1. And verse 20, uh, well, it starts off in that an angel appeared unto him, Gabriel appeared unto him, and said, uh, Elizabeth is going to have a son. And uh, he said, how in the world? And, and he began to argue with the angel. He simply said, how, how is this going to happen? Because I am an old man. That's the word. That's what he said. He said, how is this going to happen? I'm, I'm stricken in age. And the Bible says that the angel had his, his tongue clave to the top of his mouth. In other words, he could not speak. 
When he came out of the time of ministering in the temple, they began to talk to him, and he couldn't talk. And, and uh, everybody, they thought, well, maybe he's just under such an, an anointing, or maybe uh, he had a vision and something. Yeah, he had a vision, and God smacked him upside the head and caused his tongue to go numb, and he couldn't talk because there was something negative inside of him, and God said, I'm not going to use negativity. I want to have some, oh, somebody hear me. Come on. I, uh, come on, you... Uh, I know it's a Sunday morning. I'm feeling like a Sunday night atmosphere right now. Come on, hear me in this place today. You can abort your miracle with your tongue by saying, I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, if, with that attitude, you'll never see it happen. But if you say, this is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is my day for a miracle. Today is my day. Come on, somebody, hear me, that you can abort your miracle with your tongue. So I will rejoice. So I will thank God in the middle of my circumstances. I'm going to shout to him in the middle of my trial. I'm going to pray. Praise him. They hand him a tablet. They give him a tablet and Zacharias says, his name shall be called John. John. And immediately his tongue was loose. Don't tell me that your tongue doesn't play a part in your miracle. You need a miracle? You need to say, I need a miracle from God. I've got this problem going on. I need something in my body. I need a miracle in my home. I need a miracle in my family. Well, God knows my thoughts. Yeah, He knows your thoughts, but He also wants to hear your cries. Blind Bartimaeus sitting beside the road. Jesus had already passed him by one time. And then, and then uh, John's, uh, uh, John, uh, Bartimaeus, John Bartimaeus, whoever his name is. Bartimaeus was sitting by there and on the second time around he said, I'm not going to miss my miracle. And the Bible says he cried out all the more. All the more. In other words, his tongue began to dance. His tongue began to do something that it normally did not do. They tried to quiet him, but he said, you're not going to keep me away from my miracle. I am going to do whatever I had to do to get my miracle. I was preaching in Madison, Indiana, and uh, we, uh, we had moved into our new building. We had been in there probably about three or four months, and if I don't see somebody get the Holy Ghost every service, I get a little irritated. Uh, pastors, ministers, y'all understand, I just kind of little get a little antsy. So I'm preaching. We have probably about 14 or 15 guests in the service that day. And it's a new building. All the lights and, man, everything looked really beautiful, and, and uh, man, it, it just really, really looked nice. And, and uh, I, I kind of got tired of it. I had done that for about four months. And, and just people were enjoying the show. I said, the devil is a lie. I put my microphone down. I took my phone out of my pocket and my wallet. I walked up into the baptistry, walked down into the water, suit, shoes, and tie, and everything. And I said, if you're not going to listen to me out there... You're going to listen to me up here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, we baptized five or six people that day. Had ten people get the whole... Listen, I've done it before, and I'm not afraid to do it again. Why? Because I want God to do something, and I've got to get out of... Oh, come on. Hallelujah. I want God to do whatever God wants to do, and I'll do something I've never done to get something I have not received. 
I want somebody to hear me in this place. There are miracles that are fixing to happen in this building. There are miracles, but, but you've got to loosen your tongue. Well, I just think I'm, I'm going to think about it. No, you don't think about it. You verbalize it. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Come on, out of the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. You want a miracle? You have to say, I want a miracle. You need something in your life? You say, I want, if you need the Holy Ghost, that's the greatest miracle of all because he takes an old wretched sinner and he makes them a child of God. He grafts them into the vine. He makes them one of his own. Come on, you can't get any greater miracle than that. So the Lord began to challenge me at the first of the year, dominion, dominion, dominion. And I'm going, Lord, what's dominion? What do you want a dominion? He said, in the garden, I gave Adam and Eve dominion. And they have the ability, they had the ability to name every animal. Yeah, we know. We know that in the garden, the, the serpent spoke to Eve and she took the fruit. <laughs> Somebody said if they'd have been Cajun, they would have eaten the snake. <laughs> they'd have put a little seasoning on there and they'd put that in some gumbo. Anyway, Whatever. So Adam and Eve, I know the story. They, they got kicked out. Yeah, I know the, the angel was placed at the entrance with the sword. I, I understand that. Meaning that you can't get back there. But the Lord still did not remove the dominion. Hello. That when, when, we, when we received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what did he do? He gave us power. What is pow power? It is the dunamos. It comes from the explosive it's the uh, hear, hear me in this place is that that whenever I receive the Holy Ghost that gives me dominion to reign come on, if, uh, come, on come on when I get the Holy Ghost then I have the dominion to be a, and the Lord's challenged me since the first of the year and I said okay I'm going to get dominion in my life my weight my, my come on it, it covers everything don't sit down on me. I'm still preaching the word. Because dominion, it, we, we want to pick certain little things. Now, I'm not where I need to be yet, but I'm heading in the right direction. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So I want to have dominion not only in my own life and my body, but in my mind and my finances and what the Lord... Come on, somebody, hear me. It's about having dominion. And I believe that whenever we have dominion, then not all... Listen, when I have dominion, I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on. The Bible says that you can drink any deadly thing and it will not harm you. Near is a many, many amens. Thank you, Pastor. That's the Word of God. Okay, let me tell you, let me tell you a miracle. I, I'm going to start a little earlier. We were in Australia. And uh, I want a man to the Lord. His name was... Uh, who? Matthew. Matthew came in, and uh, uh, since COVID, my uh, external hard drive is helping me out here. <laughs> Only computer people would understand that one. And so uh, uh, Matthew started coming to church, and, and uh, I would sit by him and taught him a Bible study, and we're winning. He's doing great. And uh, he came into church, sat by me one time, and, and uh, I noticed things were not, do he wasn't doing too good. He was, he was not spiritual, hadn't been praying. And, and so the next day, I'm, I call him. He, he leaves service early, and we had a late service. So I called him the next day, and I said, Matthew, are you okay? No, he calls me. He said, uh, hey, hey, Tim. I said, yeah, Matthew. He said, uh, is there a Bible verse that says you can drink any deadly thing and it not harm you? And I said, yeah, why? He said, you're not going to believe this. I said, eh, try me. He said, uh, I, I've been struggling for several days. He said, I got home last night. And uh, he said, I took some poison. He said, I took enough poison to kill an elephant. 
He said, because there, there's a spirit kept, kept, kept after me. He said, I drank it and I just laid down ready to die. And he said, there's a scripture. Something kept saying, you can drink any deadly thing and it will not harm you. You can drink it. Now, I'm not suggesting anybody go try what I'm t doing at home. Don't say, that, that's like playing uh, marbles in the freeway. But God said, I've got a plan for Matthew. Are y'all hearing me? Are, are are you, Pastor, I hope this is, he can straighten it out when I'm gone. If he's, whatever it is, he's right and I'm wrong. But this is what Matthew said. We, brought, we went and picked Matthew up, took him to the hospital, and they said, the doctors, they said, we don't understand how he's still living. We, we know how much poison he drank. We, we don't understand it. I said, I do, because there's a God in heaven that has taken care of it. Somebody hear me in this place today. I don't, don't go out and say, well, the evangelist, listen, I... I'm not accepting that one. I'm just telling you what happened. I was, very first slide please brother, I was preaching uh, about a month ago in, uh, in Milton, Florida. And this lady that my wife, the very next picture too, my wife started praying for this lady. She had had breast cancer. She went to the doctor during the revival. And the doctor, they expected her to have cancer all over her body. And the doctor said uh, they expected it to be the lymph nodes and everything like that. When she came back to church on Tuesday night, she said, I had a meeting with the doctor. They did the test. And she said, the cancer is very small. It's not even a one. It is a zero. Y'all following me? It is a zero. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what the power of the Holy Ghost does. Come on, my wife, seven years ago, the doctor said she had, you heard her tell the story. Seven years ago, the doctor said she had breast cancer. Now, we don't say she had it because I'm not going to take temporary ownership of something that's temporary. If the Lord heals her here or there, it does not belong to us. Come on, somebody, hear me. So I am not going to take, I'm not going to say she had this. That's why I say the doctor had said she had it. The next slide. This lady we began to pray for. Sister, uh, that was Sister Renee. This is uh, Sister, I, I can't think of it. It's on my phone up there. Uh, we prayed for her. I, I went back to her and prayed for her during the middle of service and the Lord spoke to me. And uh, she, had had, she went to the doctor that week and the doctor said, uh, what's your pain level? She said, it's a zero. The doctor said, uh, opened her file and began, she said, uh, you've been in pain for 20 years. She said, what happened? She said, Sunday night, the preacher came back to me and prayed for me. And she said, I have no more pain. After 20 years, the doctor marked on her chart, pain-free. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that God is able to do it. God is able to do it. This next man right here, his name is Brother, Brother Scotty. He lives in Lufkin, Texas. He was in a, involved in a car accident. In February, I went to pray. I went to their church. I, I was there for five weeks in revival. And uh, the second week or third week I was there, I, I walked over to him and I began to pray for him and began to minister. All of a sudden, he fell out and God touched his body. He had had migraines for five years from that auto accident and God instantly healed him. Do not tell me that miracles don't happen. Come on, somebody. I asked these people if I could use their story. I'm telling you, God is still able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to His, the, the power that worketh in us. Next slide, please. Here in the Philippines, this was that crusade we had in 2017. See the man that, uh, the dark-headed, bald-headed bald -headed man right down there, the dark, 
bald-headed man down in the front. There was a man standing right beside him. I watched the man when he walked in the building. He was on a cane and could hardly walk. And when he got to the front, the uh, minister went down and laid hands on him. The, the man, when God instantly healed him, he put his cane over his shoulder. I watched him do that myself. And the man came up to me. He said, Brother Marshall, I thought he was faking it. He said, because I just barely touched him. He said, and God instantly healed him. He said, I just thought it was a fact. I said, no, sir. I said, when he walked in, you could tell that God instantly healed him. In that service alone, 180 notable miracles happened in that service alone. I'm telling you, the same Holy Ghost that's here right now is the same Holy Holy Ghost that was there right then. God is not a respecter of person. If you need it today, God will touch your body. I've got a video back. Hold on before you play it. This young man, his name is Jack Lee. I was over in uh, Mississippi in January this year. And uh, after service that Sunday morning, or it's Sunday morning service, I'd preach Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Sunday morning, they wheel him in, come in on that side. His father picks him up in, out of the wheelchair, places him in a chair. And I don't know about y'all, but whenever he, the will, they wheeled him in, the enemy looked at me and said, you got a challenge here today. That's just what the enemy did to me. I don't have a challenge. God's God. So I, I, God, you take care of it. So they, they wheel him down to the, to the front. I should have had a picture of him before that one right there. But uh, they wheel him down to the front. I was back praying for somebody and I walked up and they had been praying for him for a little bit and, and uh, I asked somebody, I said, what's wrong? They said, he's got migraines. He's had COVID. He's uh, about 18, 17, 18 years old. They said he's had COVID headaches for four months. He had on sun, dark sunglasses and uh, headphones. And I said, uh, let's pray. Let's pray for him. So we started started praying in Jesus name and within 30 seconds he pulled his headphones off and took his sunglasses he motioned for his mom to come down there and uh, all of a sudden she starts crying and, and, and worshiping I said what's happened she said he just said mom I don't have a headache it's not, it's not bothering me anymore I said go God hallelujah God I went and sat down on the platform and about the time my keister hit the seat the, the Lord spoke to me and said, tell him to get out of the wheelchair. Well, he just did that. I guess I can go the extra step. And I walked down and I took his hand and, and uh, he's, he's ready to stand up. And I asked his father, I said, can he walk? He said, he's paralyzed. He's got nerve damage on the right-hand side of his body, 18 years old. And I said, uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me to get you out of the wheelchair. Take my hand. Take my hand. That hand. The other hand. Thank you. I said, come on, walk with me. And so we walked across the building really, really slow. I told him, I said, bring the wheelchair over here. He hadn't walked in several months. They brought the wheelchair over. I don't know. Thank you. I don't normally do that, but I said, okay, God, you healed him. I thank you for it. Now, if it's a process, that's fine. About a month later, they send me this video. Go ahead and play it, sir. Come on, watch, watch. Y'all see, see what I'm talking about? God healed that man. 
Hey, I'm okay with a, I'm okay with a, a healing, but I also like the miracles. I, I don't care how God does it. I just want God to be God. Brother Marshall, how do you do it? I don't do it. I just pray the prayer of faith. I know what God is able to do. There's one more video I want to show you. This is in the Philippines in 2015. They wheeled this lady in. She had not been out of a wheelchair in months. Her ankles were this big around. I, I think I told you the story before, but I've got the pictures on my phone. Should have put them up there. But at, uh, go ahead and show this picture of this video. We began to pray for her. Uh, you may turn the volume down just a tad. As we began to pray for her, they, 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 begin, they laid hands on her. And you're going to see her stand up in just a few moments. Uh, I, I think a minister goes down there. Her grandson, you're going to see him in just a few moments. Oh, yeah, there she is. She lifts her hands and starts praising. Praise precedes the miraculous. When you start praising God, then all of a sudden, something is going to happen in the spirit realm. And God is going to... This lady, all of a sudden, she starts to stand up. I think a minister takes her hand or tells her to, to stand up. Her grandson, in just a few moments, who did not have the Holy Ghost, tries to stop her the minister pushed his hand out of the way the lady stands up I'm going to let you watch it she stands up and when she does she starts to walk forward her grandson fell to his knees he's in a white t-shirt that's uh, kind of behind there all of a sudden he, he falls to his knee, knees and God fills him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost come on there's about 7,000 people there in that building I'm telling you not. I'm telling you he is not greater overseas there she goes that's her grandson in the white t-shirt Somebody pushes him away. They push him away. Watch that. They said, leave, leave her alone. And all of a sudden, she starts to walk forward. And the grandson falls to his knees. Come on. Go ahead. Fall to your knees. He did it before. Let's see if he does it again. You see, there he lifts his hand. Grandma starts to move forward. God heals her. He falls to his knees. Come on. He's fixing to do it. Come on. You did it last time. Do it this time. There he, he starts shouting. He sees what's happening. God fills him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God healed grandma right there. In fact, she ended up walking onto the stage up there. I've got a picture of her. And they put the empty wheelchair. When she left, she herself was pushing the empty wheelchair. Come on, would you lift your hands to heaven right now? Would you lift your voice to heaven right now all across this room? Come on, if he did it overseas, he can do it right here. If he did it in Mississippi, he can do it right here in Richmond, Indiana. If he did it in Texas, he can do it here right now. If he did it in Florida, he can do it here right now. Come on, would you begin to praise God? Would you lift your voice to heaven right now all across this room? Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. We're, we're, we're going to create this atmosphere of praise. Come on. He's already here, but I'm going to praise him before my victory. Come on. I'm not going to wait till the battle is over. I'm going to praise him right now. Hallelujah. Come on. Would you stand to your feet right now? Come on, would you stand to your feet all across this room? Uh,